Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Official Adam Sank Show merchandise at adamsank.com. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, masks, just about everything you can think of emblazoned with the Adam Sank Show logo. Go to adamsank.com to order your merch today. Thank you. Warning. The program you're about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. This is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Hello! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We are not live, but this is a brand new episode. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, February 27th, 2021... At dnrstudios.com, the only place to hear this podcast throughout the week that it first airs, especially on the new DNR Studios app. If you listen anywhere else, leave us your ratings and reviews on the audio platform you use. Most of you listen on Apple Podcasts, so please leave a review there. Email me, me, at adamatadamsank.com. Like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page. Download the comedy albums. Get your ass merch. T-shirts, tank tops, mugs, and masks, even a flaming bag of poo. The link to all that is adamsank.com. And remember, you can now call the ass hotline anytime you want at 84, excuse me, 804 talk ass. That's 804 825 5277. Our guest today is someone I've been trying to get on my show and in my bed for years. Uh, I have not succeeded at the second. Uh, uh, desire, but the first one will be fulfilled today when Matthew Camp talks to us a little later in the hour. We were just talking about Matthew a couple of weeks ago on the show uh, after that horrific um, fire, that arson attack against him and his uh, roommate and friend and co-host Six. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about that, and I get it. So we're not going to be talking about that. But uh, I do have many questions for him, most of them having to do with sex. So we'll be talking to him a little later in the show. But first, speaking of sex, I need to uh, welcome everyone's favorite sex pig, Ryan Frostig. Hello. 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 I love when you have sex with yourself. I love coming with myself. It's so, so sexy. Hey, Adam. Hey, Ryan. Welcome back. Thank you. Are you excited that we're going to get to talk to Matthew? Finally. I wish he were in studio with I us. I know. Um, I also have to, I guess, because it's uh, February 27th, uh, wish Paul, Boy Wolf, my <gasps> boyfriend, a happy 33rd birthday, Yay! even though he doesn't listen to this podcast, even though he should. Happy birthday, Boy Wolf. If you're listening, you're not listening. If you're listening, though, happy birthday. I love you. Happy birthday, Boy Wolf. And you're I love Pisces. you, too. Yes. Even though you should be listening to this show. Yeah. Which your boyfriend co-hosts. Uh, also <laughs> with us, as always, is uh, the queen of fuckery, Mr. Jordan Bercy, colloquially known as JB. Welcome, JB. Hi. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> because every time someone says my real name, it throws me so off. Jordan. No Jordan. one calls me that. And it's just like, Jordan. Um, listen, guys, I have to apologize. I fucked up last week uh, for my birthday show. Gail, one of our favorite listeners, oh my God. left a, a lovely voicemail. You're going to get canceled. And uh, I, I honestly just didn't have time to get it into the rundown. So uh, here, one week late on our part, not on her part, is a birthday greeting from Gail from Myrtle Beach. Hit it, JB. Happy, happy birthday, baby. <laughs> This is for my wonderful Adam Sank. It's Gail. I hope you have a really good birthday. Oh, and hello to the other guys. Hi. Oh, wow. So sweet. Hi. We're Thank you, Gail. We're side bitches. Thank you very much, Gail. We love you, and I appreciated getting that. That was the only birthday voicemail I got, by the way. 
Your ass is telling you no mas, por favor. I think your butt is telling you no mas, por favor. <laughs> the memorable line yes, that will iconic. live forever. Um, okay. In our hearts and in our holes. Ryan and JB, I, uh, for this show, uh, I have been holding on to a number of stories for months and or years, uh, in, years. in my folder. Some of them we've are been for, doing this for years. So. 40, four years we've been doing this oh shit. Oh my God. Uh, so some of these are really old, but I really want to just empty my folder and my bowels. And uh, so I thought we would start with this. This came out, um, I think this came out in 20, I guess 2019. It's the top pop culture moments from every single year of the 2010s. Oh my God. And you know I love a list. We love a list. And what I find interesting about this list is it just shows you how totally out of it I've been for the last uh, 20 years. Because a-, a lot of these I, don't, I wasn't even aware of, and they were like the pop culture oh moments. Okay, let's so do it. So with each year, it's not one moment. It's like several moments. Okay. So let's start with 2010, mm. 2010. Katy Perry releases Teenage Dream. Okay. Yes. That Ro- was a good song. Robin releases Dancing on My Own, which song is one of my favorite of songs. The decade. I love that That is song. the song of the decade. And Jennifer Lawrence is introduced to the world in the movie Winter's Bone. Blech. No, it's good. You know, why don't basic. you like her? She's basic. <gasps> I love Jennifer Lawrence. She's basic. Talented, but I'm not like blown. She's not she's not giving me Meryl. She's not giving me Nicole. Shut she's up, not giving Ryan. me <laughs> That was directed at Ryan. She's not a legend. I think she's a future legend. Uh, 2011, the pop culture moments were the premiere of Game of Thrones, Bridesmaids hit theaters, and the royal wedding of William and Kate. Okay. I I have never... I've seen one episode of Game of Thrones. I haven't even seen that. Um, And I understand that it was a pop culture, especially now that we look back on it it was a, a pop culture moment but for me uh bridesmaids okay. of all of those like it was a book first and then and no one got into it when it was a book first and then once it became a tv show about showing titties and vagina bush <laughs> everyone was all for it and it's just fuckery it's just fuckery uh, vagina bush it also began like shade you know tv shows used to be 30 minutes you know keep it simple keep it quick keep it moving well tv now, shows they always had hour-long tv shows well but now but i think game of thrones set this precedent that's like like they have to be like basically like feature-length films yeah um i just don't care about that genre yeah. i don't care about dragons and wizards and sorcerers and any of that fantasy shit i did watch that one episode where she gets shamed just because it was like an iconic moment mm. where they are like throwing shit at her she's walking naked down the street and everyone's going shame shame and that nun is ringing the bell over and over again it's hilarious nice. anyway um okay 2012 was a big year mm. a lot of things happened according to this list from refinery 29 girls premiered on oh, HBO. Yeah. That was a moment in time for sure. Frank Ocean released Channel Orange mm-hmm. and came out as gay. Beyonce and Jay-Z gave birth to their first child, Blue Ivy. And 2012 was also the year of, hey, I just met you. And, and this is crazy, but here's my number. So, so call me maybe. An insipid song that none of us could stop singing. 2013. And Barack Obama got reelected that year. Yes. Not really pop culture, but sure. Well, uh, 2013, they only have two highlights. Beyonce slaying at the Super Bowl. Yes. And Orange. <laughs> yeah. Because she did, though. And she Orange did. is the New Black premiering on Netflix. And it's the year I got my buffa, which let's call, oh. let's call it a pop culture moment. Congratulations, Ryan. His <laughs> Bachelor of Faggotry Arts. Yes. <laughs> 2014, Taylor Swift released 1989. That means nothing to me, but I'm sure Sean Peter Drohan. <laughs> Sean Peter Drohan, if you're listening. This one's for you. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, fresh mm. out of college, wins an Oscar for 12 Years of Slave and turns heads with her Lukes. Oh, she was fabulous. Everything. And is fabulous. Still is everything. 2015, how does a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman. I love that Ryan knows none of the words. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton hits Broadway. And I've seen this show twice. Hamilton, Caitlyn Jenner comes out as trans on the cover of Vanity Fair with the headline, Call Me Kate. I also graduated from college then. JB graduates from college. Star Wars returns with The Force Awakens and its first female lead played by Daisy Ridley. That was a good – I'm not really like a Star Wars freak, 
but that movie was really good. Mm-hmm. That was really good. And that trailer, remember, got me. Like, I was like, oh. Same. I'm, I'm not a Star Wars. I'm not, I'm not a sci-fi person, like, in Star Wars or Star Trek. But I watched that movie because I'm like, she a bad bitch. That was the one that Carrie Fisher returned, right? As, as a general? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That, that's the only thing that interested me. Because, again, I don't care about that genre. But I do love <laughs> Carrie Fisher. I'm glad we all agree we don't care about that genre. Who cares? Blech. Uh Okay, 27 oh sorry, sorry. 2016, Prince Harry starts dating Meghan Markle. Stranger Things premieres, never seen an episode. Not interested. The Oscar So White campaign is launched. And mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow consciously uncouples from Chris Martin. I can't believe that was only 4 years ago. I feel like that just happened. I mean, I feel like that was much longer. Ago, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, 2016. Now, we get to 2017, which is when the ass premieres, and Refinery29 has that as its top moment. No, just kidding. (laughs) But but all of these things are things we talked about on the show. Harvey Weinstein is exposed, and the Me Too movement is launched. Yeah. As you all remember, if you've been listening to the show since then, we used to start every other week with the Pervnado update, where we would literally just read a laundry list of all the men (laughs) and occasionally women who were outed as being predators that week. Uh, Wonder Woman takes the world by storm, as does the movie Get Out. Mm. Moonlight wins Best Picture, but Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway accidentally announced La La Land as the winner. Oh my God, that was so crazy. And I still maintain that La La Land is garbage and should never have gotten any of its accolades. Eh, I liked it. What a terrible movie uh, with one good song. Okay, uh, 2018... The Time's Up movement is launched. Meghan and Harry wed. Black Panther and Crazy Rich Asians are both monster hits at the box office. Yes, they were. Nobody can stop singing Lady Gaga's Shallow or Ariana Grande's Thank You, Next. Thank you, Next. Shallow and, and Thank You, Next were stuck in my head in rep for like two months. I could only sing those songs. They were like so... Huge. Thank you. Next, I never really sang because it's not much of a doesn't have much of a, 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 of a hook. But but shallow, I sang a lot. Uh, Twenty nineteen, Game of Thrones airs its final episode. Lizzo blows up, mm-hmm. and her twenty seventeen song "Truth Never Hurts" hits number one on the Billboard charts. Jennifer Lopez slays in the movie Hustler. Mm. I wouldn't know if I'd call that one of the top moments. Yeah. And her the on ma- the pole though was a, a huge yes. Moment. And the Mandalorian introduces us to Baby Yoda. <laughs> that was a moment. Um, now, and because I printed this out a year ago, uh, they don't have one for 2020. So I'm wondering which pop culture moments you guys would put into the 2020. Coronavirus! I was, <laughs> I was literally about to say that, JB. Well, you talked about that. Cardi B saying coronavirus. Yes. Shit is real. Shit is getting real. Get get away from the mic if you're going to yell like that. That that was a a turning point for me. Like, because every time I heard, because we were watching the news like like 24 hours a day. There weren't really a lot of pop culture moments in 2020 because, you know, everything was kind of subdued and everything was virtual. I'm trying to think of like... Like what else happened? Um, was there a lot of su- there was no Super Bowl, right? Megan well, got shot no, no, there was a Super Bowl. Was that a was su- in January. So who played? Th- that was J Lo and Shakira, and that was that was yes, pretty that iconic. was a moment. That was definitely a moment. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I feel like 2020 just it was like we just want to forget about it. But her, but her say, saying coronavirus, like anytime I heard <laughs> anyone say coronavirus. Instantly, coronavirus. Which like which real. which Netflix series or sh- or movie or special was huge? Oh, I Tiger think. King. Tiger King. Tiger that's King. definitely yes, qualifies. Carol Bassett. <laughs> Carol Bassett. And and can I just say one more thing? Even though the show premiered um, not in the last decade, it premiered in two thousand nine. I think RuPaul's Drag Race is one of those like decade cultural moments. Yes. I think, like, from where it began, at, you know, in 2009, 2010, to where it is now. I agree, and that should have been on their list for 2010. That is a huge part. I would say, like, that going to VH1 from, from Logo, and then had, now it's on all these different networks, was a huge moment that sure. changed the culture. All right. Well, I thought that would be fun, and I can finally throw this shit away. I had fun. I'm so glad. So here's a story. This is actually a follow-up, because we talked about this over a year ago. Um, 
there's a British actress whose name is quite difficult. It's Oluwasei Umuba. And all you have to know about her is she was supposed to play the role of Miss Seeley in a British production of The Color Purple. And before uh, it even premiered, she was fired because she uh, posted on Facebook that homosexuality is unnatural and not right. And uh, they were basically like, you, we don't, we're not interested in having you in this show. Not only is that offensive to you know, the theater community, which is filled with gay people, but also you're playing a lesbian. You're playing like an iconic lesbian role. Yeah. And, excuse me, you're denouncing homosexuality. And uh, I remember at the time, the story was that her father was this very religious African preacher and their church was very anti-gay. Anyway, she sued the theater company for a breach of contract and basically made the claim that, you know, this was free speech and she had no, they had no grounds to fire her. Well, on Wednesday, her lawsuit was rejected. Bye-bye. In a written statement, the judge concluded that the effect of the adverse publicity from the 2014 post, God, was it 2014? Without modification or explanation on the cohesion of the cast, the audience's reception, the reputation of the producers, and the good standing and commercial success of the production, those were the reasons why she was dismissed. The Curve Theater released a statement following the verdict. They said, Sei Omuba, I guess they call her Sei, accepted a lesbian part in our production of The Color Purple, knowing full well she would refuse to play this iconic role as homosexual. Oh, I didn't know that part of it. Mm. We believe the case had no merit from the outset, should never have been brought to the tribunal. I didn't realize she wasn't going to play it as gay. How do you, how do you not how play do you, it as gay? It's part of the point. plot. It's weird. Although the show doesn't make it as explicit as the movie. She doesn't make out with Suge in the, in the theater mm. version, I don't think. I think she does. Really? Yeah, I think there's a kiss. I don't know. It's not like... I don't know. I, it's one of those things where I love the movie so much and I was never that into the show. <gasps> Sorry. Mm. Meanwhile, mm. homophobic rugby player Israel Falau is crying foul. <laughs> See what they did there? <laughs> Falau and foul. <laughs> After joining France's... The name of this team is the Catalans... Dragons, they're both plural. I think it's Catalan Dragon, but it's in English, it's Catalan's Dragons. That's Catalan Dragons, yo. <laughs> uh, Falau is known for his homophobic beliefs, and he claims that after joining the Catalan's Dragons, his inbox was flooded with gay porn. In a radio interview, the Catalan's Dragons coach revealed that Falau's teammates, led by fellow Aussie James Maloney, decided to prank Falau by offering him some man-on-man action. Action. When he first joined the Catalans, he joined a WhatsApp group that I guess the players all join. And Jimmy Maloney, God love him, couldn't help himself and started bombarding him with gay porn. Maloney went on to praise Falau's rugby abilities, noting that he has scored some outstanding tries and came up with some really big plays. Uh, Falau landed himself in the news in 2018 after a series of homophobic and transphobic rants on social media. He has said in Instagram posts that gay people are damned to hell, but he's also, he's also denied having an anti-gay bias. Public outcry prompted the Australian League to review and eventually terminate the contract in 2019. Falau sued for wrongful termination. He reached a settlement with the League in December of that year. His contract with the Catalan's Dragons expired at the end of 2020 the player reportedly is pursuing options to return to the australian league so in both these cases i just want to remind you it's okay to have hateful beliefs and thoughts you don't need to express them and yes. if you do express them expect repercussions you know everyone feels so comfortable getting online and saying i disagree with homosexuality it's like getting online and saying i disagree with black people i disagree with jews you know, you could, you would know not to do that. Right. So you have to just accept that we are a, we are human beings. We yeah. exist. We're here. We're queer. We're queer. We're queer. We're, bitch. Queer. we're not going anywhere. Oh, oh. we're share. <laughs> so fuck you. I I have no sympathy for you if if you post shit like that and then you, you get in trouble with your job. That's how it works. Yeah. Um. Fuck this guy. But there is a. Uh, an international gay rugby association 
Rugby mm. is my favorite sport I don't watch because <laughs> the outfits are so hot. You've said this before. Um, and there is uh, a an out gay rugby player, uh, Devin Ibanez. Yes. I've you know him? him. Mm-hmm. He is so fine. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Hello. Delicious. Hello. Oh, I want to lick his let abs. Me, oh, let, me, Devin, let me catch his dragon. If you're listening, we want to suck your dog. It's me looking at his Instagram. Um, but yeah, being being homophobic is so boring. It's so boring. It's so like 2004. It just like and again, like have your beliefs. Do, no one's forcing you to be right. gay. Do your you do your thing, and we're going to be over here doing our thing. I also think flooding a man's inbox with gay porn is a hilarious rebuttal. Yeah, although it's probably technically sexual harassment too. <laughs> Probably so, technically, don't do it. But don't do it without checking with your HR department. Also, I just thought that was a gay ass team. Their name is Catching Dragons, and I'll keep thinking like, <laughs> Catching Man Dragons, Catalans, Catching Dragons, <laughs> Dragons. Catch and come. I'm Catching Dragons, <laughs> right? Not to be confused with Imagine Dragons, <laughs> one of my favorite rockers. I'll catch How him in my mouth here. Okay, um, in a very serious story related to sports, in a way. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Fabulous show on Netflix, Cheer. I do, and it was so uplifting. And it was about these these cheerleaders at a community college, men and women, and you know they come from like hard Scrabble backgrounds, and they work their asses off. And every almost every year they make it to the finals, and and they're incredible athletes. And then it turned out that uh, one of them, Jerry, who was Mm -hmm. like the most lovable person on the show, Mm -hmm. was arrested for child pornography in 2020 and now two more stars of the show oh my god have been charged with the same thing who two 14 year old twin brothers filed a suit of ongoing sexual harassment from him from jerry uh which began when they were 13 and harris was 19 okay the two new members are robert Joseph Siana Jr., a 25-year-old coach and choreographer, mm. and Mitchell Ryan, a member of the Navarro College cheer team. Mm. Siana was charged with taking indecent liberties with a child and the use of an electronic communication dev- device to solicit sex after he had arranged to meet a 14-year-old boy for sex. After they spoke on social media... Mitchell was charged with felony aggravated sexual assault of a child related to an alleged incident that occurred in July. Uh, that's all there is to say about that incident. His lawyer said there are two sides to every story and we're looking forward to his name being cleared. It's so upsetting. First yeah. of all, it's crazy to me that three members of the same cheerleading team would all be involved in like child pornography and, and trying to solicit children for sex, allegedly. Right. That That's weird to me but also it just it hurts male cheerleading so much right to have these stories and i'm glad the stories are, are out i mean i'm glad they're exposed and and that these you know more children won't be victimized but it's just so upsetting because there's enough of a stigma being a male cheerleader right. and this show was so positive yes and powerful and and presented them in such a good light and then it's like totally ugh, i know it's just horrifying it's disappointing and, and it's upsetting and and um and you know, these children are children, and they're just doing what they love, and they should, they want to feel safe, and um, and yeah, it's unfortunate. And I and was it just gonna, ruins the show, and it was such a good show. I know. I mean, I don't think the show can come back at this point. Not with that team. No, and because um, that was going to be when you when we were talking about like Tiger King and Netflix and things of that 2020. I mean, Cheer was a huge moment. Yeah, um, for especially for us gays. Yeah, we loved it. Meanwhile. Uh, you know that uh, people are getting vaccinated for COVID around the globe. Mm-hmm. And in the United States and, and countries worldwide, they're trying to encourage average ordinary citizens to get the vaccine as soon as they're eligible. So mm-hmm. to do that, they've been having their politicians and leaders pose uh, for photos while getting vaccinated. Well, a number of these leaders from around the world are hot. They're hot men, hmm. and they're being photographed either shirtless or with their sleeve rolled up, exposing their arm, and it and it's become uh, a, a sort of a global thirst trap situation. I need pictures attached to this. I, I printed right out one now. picture. The first was French Health Minister Olivier Véran, and bonjour to my French uh, listeners. First, we talked about the Catalan Dragon, and now we're talking about Olivier Véran. He uh, po- shared a photo of himself getting the vaccine. 
Um, and uh, his tweet amassed more than 19,000 likes and 4,000 retweets in only 24 hours. Meanwhile, Esther Cho, a physician and professor in Oregon, um, who tweeted the photo. Oh, wait, sorry. Okay. Uh, hold on. Sorry, guys. Olivia. Another Twitter user responded to a photo of the Croatian finance minister, Zdravko Maric. His first name is Z-D-R-A-V-K-O. Zdravko Maric receiving his shot. And Varan was shirtless. Marik is wearing a T-shirt under his shirt, but check him out. Ooh, yes, I'm he's my right favorite. Here. Those titties. The Croatian finance minister. Mm. So basically, this is becoming a thread. It didn't stop there. Uh, the Greek prime minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis. I am going so fast on my phone. <laughs> he's his was actually the first picture I saw. I think Francis Tumbakaris shared it. Our friend Francis. How do you spell it? Uh, the first name is. Kyriakos, K-Y-R-I-A-K-O-S, Misotakis, no, Mitsotakis, M-I-T-S-O-T-A-K-I-S. Anyway, uh, so those are three politicians who have gone viral, and it's only February. There may be enough photos of shirtless politicians getting vaccinated by the end of the year to make Twitter users' dreams a reality. If any of this is getting more people vaccinated remains to be seen, but it's certainly entertaining mm. for those of us who like to gawk at hot shirtless men. I'm feeling gawky. I'm gawky. I'm total <laughs> gawky right now. Okay. Um, all right. I think I'm missing a page here. Here we go. All right. So I have another list story, and uh, this is not an old one. This is one I just found on BuzzFeed. And uh, But you know I love lists and I love food. Mm. So I thought we'd combine the two to do 40 random food facts that I have not been able to stop thinking about since I learned them. Are you going to do all 40? I'm not going to do all 40. I'm going to do some highlights. Best of. Um, hold on one second. Scott is asking me what kind of birthday cake I want. How, the, how, how many years has he been making a cake? I know. For you. Okay, here we go. Some of these I Hi, already Scott. knew. Most of them I didn't. We're going to whip through them. Number one, cilantro and coriander are the same thing. Did not know that. I knew it, and I don't like either one. <laughs> Peaches and nectarines are basically the same fruit. Okay, that makes the sense. The only thing that makes them different is either being smooth or fuzzy. Hmm. I prefer smooth. And I prefer fuzzy. I'm sure you two both prefer fuzzy. It's either or for me. It doesn't matter. He's mm. an equal opportunity peach and nectarine eater. Yes, In Love the UK... Her. Arugula is called rocket. Okay. As in, I'll have a rocket salad with balsamic vinegar. Um, it comes from the French word roquette. There's a French theme recurring on today's mm, show. Bonjour, bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Um, a few years ago, Butterfinger changed its entire recipe. I knew it. It reworked its chocolate mixture. I can't remember the last time I ate a Butterfinger, and I do not miss it. What a I shitty love, candy. No. Really? Oh, they, get, they get caught in your molars. Compared to some of the other ones, like Payday and fucking... I'd rather have a what Payday. Else? What else? I think Butterfinger's mm, basic I love it. bullshit. Uh, this was a shock to me because I cook with it all the time, and I didn't know. Chili powder is actually a mix of spices. It doesn't just have chili peppers in it. It typically includes cumin, onion powder, and oregano, plus garlic and salt. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think yep. the chili powder I get is just chili powder, but I will check the ingredient list. This I, I had learned at one time, and then I, I always forget because who cares? But jam is made with fruit. Jelly is made with fruit juice. Huh. So if you want like the healthier, more fibrous version you should get jam. Must be jelly because the jam don't shake. Must be jelly because the jam don't shake. <laughs> Thank you. And then I forget, preserves is like something different too. I think preserves is also made with fruit, but there's something different about it. Anyway. Uh, okay. This one blew my mind. Fruity pebbles are just grains of white rice that have been flattened, puffed up again, and had sugar and food coloring added. Ryan just left the room. <laughs> what? I, Are you, you know, serious? I'm not surprised. First of all, I didn't even know it was a rice cereal. I'm, yeah, because they have well, the same thing as Rice Krispies. They're exactly like Rice Krispies. 
Krispies. No, Rice Krispies have more to them. They're not just grains of rice that have been flattened and puffed up. To me, the only difference between Rice Krispies treats and Fruit Pebbles is the the fruity taste. But I just can't believe that it only, it only has like four ingredients. It's I'm a very simple cereal. And then Cocoa, Cocoa Pebbles is similar but has a few more ingredients. Can I just tell you, I went down the biggest fucking rabbit hole with this. I Wikipedia'd Fruity Pebbles. Oh, my God. And they can make a very good documentary Ooh. out of the story of Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles uh, both were Flintstones cereals. Yep. Yeah. They are the longest running cereal that's based on animated characters. Wow. For many years, cereals would come out based on like a Saturday morning cartoon, and they would last for like a year or mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm. These have been around for decades, and they, there's been so many different variations of them. Yeah, they were originally called like Flintstones and Rubble Rocks, and like they had. It, there's so many interesting facts about about Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles. I'm telling you, Wikipedia, it, you will be dazzled. Uh, on Sesame Street, Cookie Monsters cookies are actually painted rice cakes. What's the music? I love it. I didn't know there was music with that. Uh, Why are they painted rice cakes? Because the grease from uh, real cookies would damage the puppet. Hmm. You know, when we eat our bagels before we record, I feel like Cookie Monster. Even though they're not cookies, I feel like the way that I am consuming the bagel is the way that Cookie Monster consumes his cookies. Yeah, because we, we scarf them we down scarf before them the down. show starts. Sometimes I'm still eating just, it when the show same, starts. Same, and then we just belch and, you know, it's really gross. The next fact is that the guy who invented uh, Cool Whip also invented Pop Rocks and Tang. Oh, I love I Pop love Rocks. Pop Rocks. Cool Me too. Oh, cool His name is William A. Mitchell, and he was a Minnesotan food inventor. Have you ever had a Pop Rock margarita? Never. Oh, I haven't had Pop Rocks so in about good. 35 years. So good. Uh, European chocolate, I knew this, generally tastes better than American chocolate because True. it's required by law to have more milk fats and dry milk solids. Yeah, you go overseas, their candy is way better. Kinder blows my mind. Kinder's delicious. A single spaghetti noodle is called a spaghetto. <gasps> spaghetto no she better don't. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'll just have one spaghetto. <laughs> I'm on a diet, so I'll just be doing a single spaghetto for this evening. Thank you. Uh, right, can you give me that line again? Spaghetto, s- spaghetto no she better don't. <laughs> that was good. Uh, here's another spice one that, that was fascinating to me. Paprika, which I love to cook with, is mm. made up of ground red bell peppers. That's it. Hmm. They grind up red bell peppers and they dry them, and that's paprika. Uh, Reese's Pieces. Wait tell, a me, tell me about Reese's it. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> never say it. Reese's Pieces have a different filling than Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I knew it. I didn't know that, but I knew that. <laughs> you could know the taste was a little off. It's a little the, off. From but not in a bad like, way. Just like, in like a, hmm, something like, different. you're different. You're, yeah. not, you're not your sister. <laughs> you're not the <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. And finally... Um, this one actually blew my mind as much as the Fruity Pebbles because these are things I eat a lot of. So hold on to your hats. Brussels sprouts, kale, broccoli, cabbage, and cauliflower are all the same plant. Yes, they are. You learned that in college of biology. I was, you knew this. <laughs> yes. I it did was, not know this. Great. This I did not know. They're basically just bred to produce different vegetables in the same way that orchids. We're bred. In the same way that we're bred on a regular basis. It's <laughs> Ryan getting bred last night. There you go. No, in the same way that like orchids, there are like thousands of different orchids and they yeah. look wildly different from one another, but they're all the same, all the same plant. Yeah. That this plant has been bred to produce all these different uh, varieties and I love all those things. Oh, me too. Actually, what the, what the plant, they take different parts of the plant and makes different stuff. One part makes cauliflower, one part makes Brussels sprouts. It's very interesting how they divide that. Were you a up. biology major, JB? Uh, I was, again, before I became theater, I was really into science and stuff. I was going to be a nurse. So, Ooh. like, I learned, yeah, I learned everything. And now that I became theater, I still have the knowledge. And just now it just goes to waste. Listen, uh, that was very educational. That was educational, right? I, feel... I think you learn a lot on this show. Now, I was going to do this story about how the Vikings were into gay sex, just like the ancient Romans. Uh, we don't have time to do it. We Maybe can't we'll skip do it. over the every. I have. I have some. We're skipping the everything bagel ice cream too. We got to get to Matthew. Know, Matthew was sitting there naked. Okay, everything waiting for everything us to bagel him. ice cream is now a thing, and it shouldn't be. Period. 
Correct. And also the Vikings were really into gay sex. And that comes to us uh, courtesy of our listener, Alex Ringler, who is a fabulous actor who's very often shirtless uh, on Instagram. You can watch his series, Annoyingly Fit Neighbor, at alexringler.com slash AFN. My freshman year of college, I was a naughty Viking for Halloween. Thank Mm. you. And you got bread. (laughs) Yes. Well, speaking of getting bread, our guest today is an OnlyFans star, a sex worker, an entrepreneur, and an actor. He's currently starring in Slag Wars, which you can watch on slagwars.com, and he's a podcast host right here at DNR Studios, along with his partner in crime, Six Carter. Their Happy Campers podcast happens every Wednesday. Take a listen. There's kind of this thing in history, like, if they... if you get erased from history as like a gay person, then it mm-hmm. almost is like you never existed. So it's like really important to see things like Roman artwork where there's like two men having sex or like an orgy or you, or any sort of gay art from like 100 years ago or 200 years ago. Stuff like that's very important because it gives relevance to the fact that gay people were around still practicing this kind of behavior for a very, very long time, which means that it's normal and has been around for ever basically so i think it's important for me as someone that's participating in culture to be able to show that because it is like you can't really erase the fact that gay people are here and it's my way of participating in that culture you know and joining us all the way from somewhere in upstate new york please give a warm ass welcome to matthew camp Matthew. Matthew. Are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, barely. barely. T- turn that shit up. Crank it. Uh, turn it up. Matthew, say something else. Uh, testicles. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you're in a cave. It was six was coming through so loud and clear. Are you in a cave of testicles? We, we tested this in everything. All right, well, we're going to start. this asshole I'm in. Are you inside an asshole right now? Yeah. I'm actually live podcasting from inside a in hole. in the spirit of the ass. We we appreciate. If that. anyone could, should do it, it should be you, uh, Matthew. We're gonna just continue with this, and hopefully JB okay. will be able to figure out how to make you louder. Uh, in the meantime, if you could just scream all your answers at the top of your lungs. No problem. How are you holding up? Let me ask you that first. How you doing? I'm good. You know, I feel like um, this is my house burnt down. So one of those things that, you know, I don't really have control over and it makes it real easy to be like, all right, what do I have to do next? You know, cause it's very final. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're so glad that you're okay. Me too. And I'm that six is okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you've been in my thoughts a lot the last few weeks and not my sexual thoughts, which is how you're usually, uh, how you usually oh. appear. Multidimensional. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, t- I know very little about you uh, other than like your public persona and, you know, your Instagram and so forth. T- tell us about your upbringing. What was little Matthew Camp like? Oh, well, I actually grew up Jehovah Witness. So we would go like door to door all the time and like hand out like little pamphlets, like books called like, um, I forget what they're called, like Watchtower or something. Mm-hmm. And so I just was always talking to like strangers, like all the time. <laughs> so I'm very friendly. You know, if there's one thing that that did, it made me a very friendly, outgoing person. So, um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's more too, but you know. I've had other friends who were raised Jehovah's Witness, and I know from their you know, from them telling me about their experiences, it's a very difficult way to grow up because you don't get to celebrate holidays. You don't get to celebrate your birthday. It's it's a very sort of insular, isolated childhood in a way. And you've described it as being in a cult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the, the, the really interesting thing about it is that um, once I finally was like, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I was always like, this is bullshit. You're telling me Santa's not real, but God is? This doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So um, when I when I found my family finally left uh, the witnesses, it was kind of like vindication almost or like very um, satisfying to know like, oh, I all these feelings I had about this being incorrect were right. I'm, I'm not the crazy one. You guys were all the crazy ones to believe this. So that, I kind of took that with me. Um, and where did you grow up? Where, where were you living? Oh, in California. Where? 
uh, northern um, Bay Area, San Francisco, Santa Clara. Were your parents particularly strict? I know that's sometimes part of it with, with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, they were kind of strict, but not real. Not really. They were like they were kids themselves when they had us. So, um, you know, I had like two sisters. We were all very close. We did like crafts and stuff. We never had like we never really celebrated um, holidays until like we turned like till I turned fifteen. Um, and then I was just like, this is weird. I'm not into it. Um, yeah, I mean, what's it like for you now? Do you celebrate your birthday or do you just not give a shit? Birthdays I do now just because it's like a good reason to have people come over and get drunk, you know, mm -hmm. but sure. <laughs> as far as like holidays, like Christmas and stuff, I don't have like any of that nostalgic feeling for those things. So it's, they're really not important to me. I get it. I get why people do it. I even participate if someone gets offended, if I don't get them a present, you know, right? Like, like a boyfriend or whatever, but. So how old are you when you first discovered that you have a powerful sexual hold on people? Um, I mean, I've always been so sexual. Even when I was a kid, I, my mom was just telling me this story about how, um, like women would hold me and I'd, I'd like fill the, their boobs up. Like I'd put my hands down their shirts. So like, I've always been a very, um, inappropriate kid like that. I never understood boundaries. Um, so I think I've took, taken that into my adulthood. And so I don't even think I'm necessarily that sexual. I just have a tendency to say what's on my mind, which I think can be, um, you know, which is typically sex. But. but what I'm asking is because it's not just that you're very attractive. It, to me, you have like an actual power. There, there are these people out there in the world who – when when uh, when other people see them, they they're sort of rendered speechless. Like they they're they're flustered by by how magnetic they are. You had to be aware of that, right? I mean, like as you as you became a young man, as as you you know, as you went out into the world, you had to know that like you were drawing people to you based on 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 your sexual attractiveness. I really only sort of started understanding that when I started like uh, go-go dancing and stripping because I used to be really, really, really shy. Really? Yeah. Not like superficially shy. Like I don't, I don't like talking to people about like um, stuff that's not important. You know what I mean? I guess that doesn't really make sense, but. No, I get it. You don't like making small talk. I'm the same yeah, way. I hate making talk. small talk. So, so I think that that part of that is just being able to cut through people's um, artifice and being like, oh, how are you feeling? What is this? And I think that usually catches people off guard. I just feel like when you're that attractive, it's almost a challenge for people to get to know you because they're so fascinated by what you look like that they don't even necessarily bother to, to find out what's going on underneath. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, that can also be, I mean, double-edged sword, that can be a tool and a, and a distraction. Right. So describe your early sexual experiences. Boys, oh. girls? Um, well, I mean, like when I was like a kid or like... Sure, whenever you started. Oh, well, <laughs> this is so weird. My mom used to have like a daycare and she would like watch kids and a lot of the girls would um, like force me to like make out with them and like touch them this is what i'm saying see i knew that must have happened because <laughs> you're irresistible so so when you were how old oh i don't know like seven or something like that mm -hmm. and then you know like other kids around the neighborhood we would play around stuff like oh let's suck each other's dick and stuff you know but i think all of that i think all of that's pretty natural for kids kids just do that yeah. Some kids do. You know, I, I started playing around with boys um, when I was in seventh grade, and that sort of continued all through middle school and high school. But when I tell other gay guys about that, they're like, oh, my God, I would have never done that. I, I would, would have been too scared. I couldn't not do it. But it is, it is often like um, a game. You know, it's always when, like when, it, when you're kids, when it's you're a, a game. Kid, it's like, let's play that game. You know, yeah, that I game. It kind of is. Let's yeah. play that game huh. where you put your dick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until I say stop. <laughs> uh, so, so when, like, how old are you when you have like full on, like, butt sex? Or and did you ever identify as anything but gay? Um, well, kind of, yeah, really. I 
when I was growing up, I only knew that there was gay. I never had the concept of like bisexual or I didn't really understand that until like later. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like Jehovah's Witnesses also have like these really crazy publications about gay people being in like discos and like looking really good, but all on like heroin with AIDS. It's like crazy. Right. So like I would look at those pictures and be like, they look like they're having fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, I mean, that was like the only, that was like the only real concept I had of that at that time. Um, but I think that like, as I grew older, like it just didn't, the, those labels didn't like seem as important to me. So did you have relationships with women? No. You never did? <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause you're such like a straight, like, I hate this expression, but you're like such a straight acting gay guy that I would think you certainly would have had opportunities. Like I'm sure women were hitting on you and not just when you were in daycare. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I definitely have, I've had experiences with women. I might've even had sex with one. I don't remember. What? I was probably like drunk or something. Um, I've definitely had experiences with women where I was like wasted and like woke up naked with them. Like, Oh, I'm not sure what happened. Oh my goodness. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you're, you're definitely like a, a full-on gay person. I do prefer the um, the admiration of men. Yeah. <laughs> so you start go-go dancing when? How old are you when that starts? Like twenty-two, twenty-one. And for someone who you know is admittedly shy, um, how do you make that leap? I decided that I needed to step out of my comfort zone. I had like just moved to New York. It was like something I'd always kind of fantasized about, but never thought that like I'd have the balls to do it. And then like the situation kind of presented itself and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go do this. And, um, the stripping wasn't my tea. I wasn't so into, into that just because of the, the venue that it was at. But then go-go dancing was a lot more fun. Um, and the know. difference being that stripping is all about getting naked, but go-go dancing is about, like, dancing. And, and well, you're already naked, too, yeah. Also, like, you have to get, like, lap dances and stuff when you're stripping. And so were you, were you at, like, a Chippendales-type place? Like, what, what was the venue? I forget the name. I think it was, like, Club 20. Hmm. Do you remember that place? Did no, but I remember the gaiety. Was it like the gaiety? Was it for men or women? It was for women, except for on like Sundays or something like that. <laughs> and then it was like an all male review. It was crazy. We had all sorts of crazy people come in there. Like the um, D squared twins came in, and <laughs> there was it was all sorts of weirdos in there all the time. So that was so. What year were you twenty two? No, I don't even remember. Dyslexic. Well, I don't remember. Well, numbers. what year were you born? <laughs> Nineteen eighty four. Okay, so two thousand six is when you start go go dancing. And are you impressed with my math skills? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I am. Wow. <laughs> Does that turn you on, man? <laughs> really reason here. Um, okay. So, but, but you don't actually start doing adult video until 2019. I'm sure yeah. in, during those 13 years, people were constantly saying to you, like, you should be doing porn. You should be doing porn. Why did you wait so long? Well, again, I'm like really shy. So like dancing is this thing where you can sort of like create this like artifice character you can put on costumes and you don't really have to perform sexually although sometimes you know you might be aroused by an individual you're dancing for or whatever or by the situation it's a lot different than having to perform um in a sort of pornographic sort of sense which is very like um mechanical you know what i mean it doesn't feel necessarily sexy when you're doing like a studio porn. The only reason I started doing um, porn now is because OnlyFans made it um, possible to do a more documentary styled um, sexual sort of presentation where you could have like actual people that you're actually having sex with record. You know what I mean? So it's not like people that you just met that day and and when you make those OnlyFans <clears throat> videos, which you you know you've become a, a an OnlyFans star, and I understand it's become very lucrative too. Um, do you enjoy all the sex that you have on video, or is some of that also mechanical, the way studio porn is? 
most of it, yeah. Most of it, I are these are all people that I would normally have sex with. I do have to say, because of OnlyFans and making money from it, I've definitely put sexuality and having sex to like the forefront of my life. Where before I used to be more goal oriented about other things like making money and like um, having jobs and gigs or whatever. But now it's all like sort of very um, conveniently in one package. No pun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think your fans would love it if you made a video where a 50 year old comedian turned podcast host (laughs) gave gave you head. Why he's doing a tight five. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) With his doing comedy with your dick in his mouth. Um, Love it. All right, we're going to play uh, everyone's favorite at-home quiz show, Matt. We play this every week. It's called Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. And uh, normally these are open-ended questions, but I wanted to learn more about your sexual preferences and see if I match any of them. So here are a series of choices. These are called forced choices. You have to make one or the other about a potential uh, potential sex partner. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, number one, hairy or smooth? Hairy. Yes. Number two, over 35 or under 35? Uh, I mean, this really depends on the person. You're forced to make a choice. Uh, under. Under 35. Okay, I'm so out of the running. I was, I was out of the running when he said hairy, but uh, now I'm really... I'm, I'm checking these boxes. I'm kicked to the curb, but Ryan is still in it to win it. Okay, number three, big dick or big ass? You can't have both? Nope. It's 2020. <laughs> you can have In both. In these modern times. You can have both, but most of us only get one or none. I'd say big butt. Big ass. Oh, Ryan is still in it. All right. Okay. Great cocksucker or tight hole? Oh, cocksucker. Who needs a tight hole? I agree. Yeah. The, I yeah, think the t- are the better. I, I think tight holes is like a myth of the past. I feel like that's not desirable i will say if i'm gonna top i prefer a tight hole to a loose hole because well, i'm not, I'm like not a gaping that big. hole but like i don't want it to be like like I, so I tiny you can't gaping. find it you like gaping i don't even mind a gaping hole no that's fine see to me it's all about someone being a great cocksucker if you're a great cocksucker i will fuck you really well yeah oh i like the gaping <laughs> like after like we've done some not like the initial like you know pants down and it's already gaping i don't even like the word gaping <laughs> Gaping. Uh, okay, so so far, if you're if you're playing along at home, Matthew prefers Harry under thirty five, big ass, great cocksucker. All right, here we go. Tall or short? Short. Me too. How short? I mean, honestly, I don't. I mean, can I be totally honest? I don't have like a type. I don't like tall guys or short guys. I really it depends on personalities. Totally, but. Um, typically, for OnlyFans, I have a tendency to hook up with guys that are younger and shorter. I love watching that. I love watching a big guy fuck a little guy. That's like my favorite yeah. kind of porn. I was uh, surfing around the other night looking for porn, and I found one that was so shocking, and I'm actually ashamed for jerking off to it. It was um, – who's that guy? Uh, Austin Wolf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fucking an actual little person. Oh my god! This little tiny Asian guy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. His name is um. Oh fuck! Don't know. He's an Asian little person. Work. And his uh, his name is Mario something. It was really shocking. Asian name. I know he had a weird, but he was so tiny. I mean, he must have been like two and a half feet tall. Uh, anyway, uh, bear or twink? Uh, bear. Right, because you like the hairy. Yeah. So a little extra meat's nice too. A, well, maybe like I also a like twinks too. Twinks are really beautiful sometimes. Mm-hmm. A hairy under thirty-five bear with a big ass who's a great cocksucker and is short. That uh, has twink friends. That has twink friends that can oh, yes. you know sub in for him when sure. he's tired. Sure, 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 sure. And finally, Matthew, you have to choose between a podcast host named Adam or a podcast host named Derek. Adam, sorry. Yay! Yay! Or were you saying Adam, comma, sorry? It's Derek. <laughs> it was Adam, period. Sorry. Yay! Yeah. Dreams Jade. deep and true. Sorry, Derek. Hope you're gaping, Adam. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not gaping, but I, I will try to gape as much as I can for you. Get gaped. If it'll seal the deal, I will, I'll stick a fire hydrant up there <laughs> before you come over. I th- Matthew, I thought we were going to have sex the night of the Derek and Romaine uh, Harbor cruise. Oh, I, yeah. I had this whole fantasy unfolding in my head that was apparently only in my head. I, I, what happened? I don't know what the... I don't know. We were talking for a while. You got me high, uh, <laughs> which made me super horny. And I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And then the next thing I knew, you were talking to some big-dicked listener, and I think you two went off to a bathroom together. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's a good, that is a good plug for the cruises, though. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Book now. <laughs> you get to have sex with Matthew Camp. Uh, all right. Here's some other questions. <laughs> Here's some other questions. What is your favorite sexual position? Um, I really like when guys are just ass up, face down, and just ready. Me too. Yeah, that's that- great. Ass open to the wind, stick it in. Here I am. Exactly, Romaine. Uh, okay, here's a question I most want the answer to. Has a famous straight identified celebrity ever hit you up for sex and did you go through with it uh yes but i haven't had the opportunity yet so a famous person whose name we would know i don't know if you would know them but they're relatively i don't know if you guys would know them but they're relatively famous and straight identified yeah so how did they hit you up like through insta or um, no, in person, I was at a club in LA and, uh, they were like, Oh my God, I jerk off to your videos. And I didn't know the, I didn't know who this person was. Um, cause I don't watch Disney channel, but Oh, Ooh, a clue. we love a clue. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so why didn't you go home with him that night? Is he hot? I, yeah, I had other, I had another engagement. Mm. Oh my goodness. So that's it. You never heard from like Tom Cruise or John, John Travolta. Travolta. <laughs> oh my God. No, but if you're listening, John Travolta or Tom Cruise, hit me up. <laughs> I'm okay with cages and bondage. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. What is the sleaziest place you've ever had sex? Washing machine. On top of a washing machine when it was on. That's actually how I lost my virginity. What? Like in a laundromat? No, like in someone's laundry room. So were you on top of the machine or were they? I was. And getting fucked? Yeah. Do you get fucked now? I mean, occasionally, but it doesn't happen very often. So how old were you? Oh, 15. And how old was he? (laughs) Uh, 17. That's Mm. hot. Why a washing machine? That couldn't have been comfortable. No, but it was the only place that people weren't at at this particular party. (laughs) Was it on? Was there a cycle going? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that would have that to would be, add to it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like a little a, bump in. It's like when you go to those cheesy motels with the beds that vibrate yes. if you put a quarter in. Yeah, it also <laughs> explains why I put on like mechanical sounds. <laughs> uh, wow. And finally, Matthew, give us your best fake orgasm. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not a loud comer, so it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, right in your hole, your dirty little <laughs> slut loose bottom hole oh i like that wow i just got a little wet (laughs) matthew camp you are delightful uh you're always welcome on the adam sank show and in adam sank uh how can (laughs) how can people fucking whore how can people follow you on the internet give all your your plugs Oh, my social, my Twitter is at MatthewCampNYC. My Instagram is at MatthewCamp. And, of course, there's always my favorite, OnlyFans backslash MatthewCamp. Do you, feel, do you feel pressure to constantly be providing new content to that OnlyFans channel? Not at this particular moment in my life, but typically, yes. Because that would be my, I mean, aside from the fact that nobody wants to see me have sex, I would worry. I don't think that's true. That, <laughs> very few people do. I, I would worry that I would set it up and then I'd be like, oh, fuck, I haven't posted a video this week. And yeah. then you start to lose subscribers. Yeah. Right? Because oh, people yeah. are paying a monthly cost. I definitely have a posting anxiety for sure. Yeah. And you've also got half a million Instagram followers. So even that would be pressure to like keep them all entertained and engaged. But well, that's what IG is. IG is interesting, especially for me because I'm kind of like shadow banned. So I, 
I have to be real picky about what I post so I don't get like more shadow banned. <laughs> So All right. Like no, no butt, no pubes, any of that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I wish you continued success, and um, everyone should watch him on Slag Wars, which is completely bonkers, and in which Matthew is basically naked the entire show. They wouldn't <laughs> let me wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, honey. Uh, Ryan and JB, uh, plug yourselves. I'm going to plug myself with a giant uh, Matthew plug dildo, so I can gape for him. Um, at Ryan Frosting on Instagram, at StockingAnky12 on Instagram. Tune in next week to hear a brand new episode with a special guest, TBD. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at DNRStudios.com and download the app. Order your ass merch at AdamSank.com. Follow me, me on Twitter and Insta at AdamSank. Email me at Adam at AdamSank.com. Have a great week, bitches. Bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.